Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, this is Work Party, a podcast for women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we tap experts on topics that matter most to the modern working woman, whether you are running the show or working your side hustle. We're bringing in leading female entrepreneurs to share their stories with you. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. If you've ever been involved in anything makeup, you know exactly what the beauty blender is. It's a true phenomenon in the beauty space. And today, 17 sponges are sold every single minute. And over 325,000 YouTube videos have been created around the makeup tool, which is crazy impressive considering that when it first appeared on the market in 2003, it was essentially just a one-woman operation. A very amazingly talented makeup artist named Rhea Ann Silva, a Latina makeup artist, built and created this product from essentially her garage, which we'll learn more about. And I am so excited to have her here alongside her daughter, who helps run the company. Welcome to the show. First and foremost, thank you guys so much for being here. We're so excited to have you. So I always like to start at the beginning, kind of your aha moment of when the company started and and how it all got going. So I was a, a celebrity makeup artist here in town in LA for about 30 years. And at some point in my career, which was probably about 10 years in, maybe a little, yeah, about 10 years in, uh, I uh, got the opportunity to department head uh, this TV show called Girlfriends. And um, it was the first show that was ever being broadcast in high def. So makeup looked very different. And I was a union member that did beauty airbrushing, which is very technical, but... um, So they thought that technique would be the best technique for high definition. And although it was the best technique, it wasn't very practical for a makeup artist in the way we work on set. So long story short, I tested a bunch of different techniques to try to make makeup look natural. Because if you know anything about film versus high def, when you shoot in high def, you see everything. Um, So my challenge was to make these four beautiful girls on Girlfriends, one, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross, Jill Marie Jones, Golden Brooks and Persia White, make them look beautiful and natural like they were, you know. And um, so my solution to my challenge was to create uh, a tool that would help me mimic those beautiful natural airbrush makeups throughout the day. And really, I mean, that's how Beauty Blender was born. So talk to me about how you got started. Were you testing different materials? Were you figuring, like, how to, because I think a lot of times, especially with product-based businesses, it's like, how do you even start to think about making a product? Well, you start where you're at, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, where we were at at the time in makeup artistry was uh, shooting film, uh, using tools that weren't always necessarily made for makeup, but we improvise, like we MacGyver, makeup mm-hmm. artist MacGyver stuff all the time. So uh, where we were was uh, using what the industry at the time had marketed as disposable white wedge sponges. I'm sure you've seen them, the triangles. Mm-hmm. And um, makeup artists for many years that had to learn how to work in our industry would go to professional schools and you would learn in in those schools how to cut and bevel the edges of those little sponges, those triangle sponges. And the reason you did that was because, you know, unlike real life, when you shoot film and and 
you know, television, you go into real close-ups. And if you have tools that create lines of demarcation all over your face, you want to um, be able to blend that out so it doesn't look like you're wearing makeup. Like the whole idea is to look like you're not wearing makeup, right? So that's what had been to that point taught and that's what makeup artists were doing. So they were taking the sponges in the morning and they were cutting the edges off of them and and beveling them and making those edges really soft. So what I did from that point on, that was like, that was the entry level, right? So what I did from that point on was um, to listen. And uh, as a union member, I'm a proud local 706 union member, card carrying union member for 20 years. Uh, We have continued education where we continue to learn new trends from different makeup artists, from our peers. And I remember I went to this class and it was being taught by this woman named Kelsey Fry. And she was is still working today. She just contacted me last week. Hugely prolific film and television makeup artist. Very different from the Instagram world we live in right now. Like you don't know her name, but you know what she's done. Um, she taught this class about what she was doing uh, to create these looks on a movie that she was doing. And I took some of that information and I thought to myself, the reason why we're here is she's teaching us. So let me take these techniques and see if I can apply a couple of them to the challenges I had. And that's what I did. And that's how we got to Beauty Blender. That's how we got um, at least the shape and the concept of wetting the sponge, which was very unusual because at this point, cosmetic sponges had been made to repel liquid mm. because there was this perception in the industry that sponges um, would absorb your makeup. And yes, they do when they're dry because the sponge's job is to absorb moisture when it's dry. But when it's wet and it's not thirsty anymore, what it does is it just allows the makeup to sit on the top of the sponge and get applied smoother. And that's what Kelsey taught. Okay, so then... I was on a search for the right material. Mm. And that's how the material for Beauty Blender is very different from what I like to call my fans that are out there now that like to try to capture some of the magic that we have with Beauty Blender. Beauty Blender created this category of edgeless sponges. So now we have people that are also trying to create those tools. And the difference is the material. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you found the white space. You, you're cutting these sponges up. You're like, wait a second. I can do this. I can create something that's even bigger and better. From that point in time to the launch of the company, how long was that? Oh, God, you know, it's so crazy. I was a very, very busy makeup artist, busier than a lot of them because I did film, I did television, I did editorial, I did red carpet, I did commercials. I was working all the time. So really hard to build a business, right? When you're working pretty much 24-7. Yeah, it's your side hustle. Yeah, it was, it, was my, it, was, it was my side hustle for sure. I figured, you know, if, if I needed it, other makeup artists were going to need it too. So um, I wasn't under the kind of pressure that we are now as a global brand to create newness. So I could take my time mm-hmm. uh, because nobody else was doing it. So right. I didn't have to rush for anything. It took me about four years to make it. That's so great to know. And you completely self-funded the business up front or you still hundred percent owner self-funded. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. So four years in the making, you get there, you launch, talk to us about the beginnings of the business, what you mm. learned, some of those ups <laughs> and downs, all the mm-hmm. things. And this is pre Instagram, pre-social, pre-everything. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Pre, uh, pre-social, man. Do we even have, I can't even remember life before pre-social. <laughs> I mean, it's I so, it's so important now, right? Yeah. So it took me, like I said, four years. Some of the challenges I had uh, were scaling, you know, some of the going from zero to whatever I was planning to go to. And at the beginning, my goal was to only sell to other makeup artists. I figured this kind of tool is something that only a makeup artist that has the same challenges I have is going to appreciate. So you know, my, my scaling was a much different level than it is today. So my idea was to like, I know as silly as it sounds like maybe I could learn a way to like bake these in my oven or something. I mean, (laughs) some ridiculous, stupid idea, but you know, I, I'm a makeup artist. I'm not a business person. I, Mm -hmm. I am a business person now, but you know, then I was really just a makeup artist, 
you know, with a, a goal, a dream. So the challenges were really the conversion into thinking like a makeup artist and then thinking like a business person. And they do not live in the same space. Mm -hmm. It's like different language, different planet, right? So uh, one of the biggest challenges in the beginning was understanding how to even just create enough product to sell to other makeup artists and monetize that and make it a business. Um, everything from learning the op side of it, like how am I going to fill and ship? How am I going to pay for postage and handling? How am I going to work that into my margins? How am I going to price a product in a way that's affordable, but still can, like all these things I never thought of, like they were not a part of my reality. My reality was like negotiating my rate, figuring out how many hours I was working, making sure I was doing enough to stay in my union and in my my insurance and, you know, networking with my clients and PR and managers. That, that was my mindset. I mean, that was the business mindset of a makeup artist still today. You know, so this was a very different mindset, trying to figure out the money part and the numbers part and how to plan production and delivery and being able to deliver on time. I, it, all of these things were just like totally a different language to me. So how did you navigate that? Did you hire against it? Did you ask people for advice? Because I think that's such a huge question we get from our audiences. I have the idea. I want to do it. But now what? You know, how do I get to that place where I know how to price? I know how to scale. I know how to do logistics. How did you sort of figure it out? Or was it a learning curve over time? You know, it was a learning curve. But I have to say, you know, I, it would it would be really unauthentic of me to sit here and tell you, oh, I'm just like so smart and I figured it all out. <laughs> That's not really what happened. Um, along the way, you know, being a makeup artist, let me just say, part of our job is very social. So mm -hmm. you learn how to connect with people. You learn how to... Um, you learn how to, to to live and get your way in your business, right? Well, those skills helped me tremendously in product development of Beauty Blender. And along the way, because the whole process I told you took like four years. So um, it was very difficult to find somebody that I could um, inspire and get excited about my idea of a teardrop sponge. And believe me, it was like... <laughs> It was, you know, if, if you've never seen something before, it's hard to you, mm -hmm. to imagine it, right? So when you're pitching and trying to have people help you, you can tell right away whether or not they're like on the same page as you or if they think you're a total wackadoodle and your idea is nuts, right? So there were several people that thought I was out of my mind. And then there was this one woman who really, you know, she was very cautious and very... Uh, patient with me. And she asked me a lot of questions. I, by the way, how I met her was in my, you know, global travels with my clients or whatever I'm doing, press releases around the world with them. Um, I'm always looking for sponges. Like I'm really into this idea of I'm going to create this sponge. So um, I'm looking on the backs of packages and I'm looking at who's distributing, who's manufacturing, who are making these sponges. I need, they're the, the only people that are going to understand what I'm doing. So I need to talk with them. So I, I I did that for a while. For about a year, I paid attention to who was doing what. And this one company kept coming up. And I thought, oh, this must be the one. Now, this was before. This is like when you dial on your phone 411 information and you try to get a phone number. Like, there's no Google. <laughs> there's there's no talking. Yeah, there's nothing. So I found the number to this one company who was based, ironically and thankfully, not in Asia, but in Pennsylvania, here in the United States. I reached out to them. I got their phone number. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty aggressive person. I, I like to get my way. So you have to. <laughs> when, yeah. So when I, um, when I called, I asked for somebody in sales and they were like, well, why? <laughs> and I was like, well, because I, I have a product that I want to talk to about with somebody in sales because I knew I was going to make it and I needed to sell it. So they were like, um, is it a product already on the market? I'm like, no, I'm going to make it. And they're like, oh, who's this crazy person on the phone? <laughs> um, I think you need somebody in 
product development. So they transferred me. This woman answered the phone and I said, hi, my name is Rianne. I'm trying to talk to somebody about this product I want to make that I want to sell. And, you know, your company is the biggest company in the world. I've traveled the world. I've done my research. I know that your company is really the one for me and I need to talk to you about it. And she was very, you know, she's like, um, okay, well, let's back up a little bit. So who are you? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, I'm a makeup artist. I'm from Hollywood, California. And, you know, I've spent at that point, it was probably over 20 years in, in well, it was about, about 20 years. I lose track of time yeah. um, in, in the industry. And um, she said, well, honey, you know, we have a lot of patents here. Our company is very large, as you know, and we hold over 300 patents for sponge, cosmetic sponge designs. And I'm sure you have a great design, but I'm sure we have a patent that would be in direct conflict with anything you were going to make. And I was like, okay, well, then what's the harm of looking? Like, that's not going to deter me. That just gives me more of a reason to ask you, well, then what's the harm? Take a look at what I've made. I said, first of all, okay, who designed your cosmetic sponge material? And, and designs. And she, you know, took a minute and she was like, well, engineers. And I was like, oh, have you ever had anything created by an actual makeup artist that's in the trenches working every day? And she was kind of like, uh, but, uh, but, uh, no. <laughs> and I said, okay, so then what's the harm in looking at my design? And she said, well, I guess there's no harm in it. I mean, at this point, I'm annoying, right? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm being really pushy. And so she said, well, I'm, you know, well, send it to me. And I was like, ah, no, 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 not going to send it directly to you. I have what somebody told me I need to have, which is an NDA for you to sign. Yes. And she was like, oh, okay, you have an NDA. So now this means I have to send it to my legal department. And if I can convince them to sign it, then uh, then we, we're in business. You can send me the product. So we hung up. I felt pretty good about that conversation. And, uh, you know, I carried on with my daily makeup activities and worked. And about a week and a half, maybe two weeks later, uh, because there was only faxes then, I got a fax with my returned NDA signed. And I was like, oh, okay, they really want to see it. So that was really cool. I uh, really, you know, quickly... Snapped a couple pictures. You know, there was no no Phone, digital. Yeah. <laughs> like, I snapped a couple pictures, got the pictures developed, sent the pictures, sent the drawings, and I sent a sample. And I waited. I waited another couple weeks. You know, it took really long. I was like, wow, you know, these people are, like, really giving me the treatment. Like, they mm. don't really care, right? So... A couple weeks later, I got a phone call and it was her saying, hey, and her name is today. She is still works with me. Her name is Catherine Bailey. I call her my makeup mama, my, my sponge mama. Yeah. And um, OK, fast forward, but then we'll go back. She ended up leaving her company and worked for me. And now she's still with me. And that company is now defunct. And I've hired a lot of those people. It's like <laughs> a really great story. Wow. But um, so she reached out to me and said, you know, Rianne, it's like the palm slapped to my forehead. Why haven't we thought about this? And I said, because you're not makeup artists. Mm -hmm. You're not out there working. You don't know what the new wave of anything is. You guys are responsive. You're not, you know, you're not going out there trying to be innovative. So long story short, she ended up helping me find the manufacturer for Beauty Blender uh, and then promptly got laid off. Because her company, unbeknownst to me at the time, but companies like hers that specialize in foam and puffs and implements, those kind of businesses were really struggling. They were outsourcing everything to Asia, which meant people here were losing their jobs, um, including Kathy at the time. So I remember it was devastating because I felt like I was making such progress. I had been, you know looking at different materials. She had hooked me up with different labs and different foamers and uh, different fabricators, people that can help me try to make a beauty blender, which making uh, an edgeless egg shape is a very difficult thing um, to do with a soft material because mm -hmm. yeah, it's a nightmare. But um, yeah, she said, oh, honey, I'm done. Uh, they laid me off. I'm done with this industry. They have, you know, screwed me over. Not just them, but my my whole career. Like, I'm done here. I'm going to, I'm going into construction. <laughs> I was like, you're going into construction? She goes, yeah, I'm going to consult for this company that um, 
uh, is in my valley here. And I'm, but if you need me, you can call me. Yeah. So I ended up calling her a lot because what ended up happening was when she was let go, my lifeline at that company was right. gone. Um, there was another person there that was helping me, but I never got the kind of enthusiasm or attention. She really understood what I was trying to do and she appreciated it. So when she was gone, it, I struggled a lot, which is probably why it took me even longer to, right. to get uh, Beauty Blender out on the market because um, as I continued to be very busy in my career, it it actually required more attention now that I didn't have someone helping me. So in, uh, you know, the the I guess the long winded answer here to your question <laughs> is, you know, I learned a lot about, you know, taking a product as a makeup artist and turning it into a business by working with her, with Catherine Bailey. Um, during this time, of course, we didn't have an actual production product done at this point. Um, but, you know, these are the times in product development where you're paying attention to your costs and, you know, she understood because she, she was like a unicorn, right? Because you can find, believe it or not, it might seem very difficult. And it, it is to find people in product development that work in cosmetics. But to drill that down and even find someone that's like a foam specialist that mm. does product development for tools for foam specifically was like she was a unicorn. I didn't realize at the time, how much of a unicorn she was. So um, she was very, very instrumental in really mentoring me and teaching me. And just me. 411. I love it. Like, that, yeah. <laughs> that is how you got there. That's how I got there, girl. It's amazing. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Carly from Create and Cultivate, and I'm here to talk about everyone's favorite topic, wrinkles. Everyone deals with them at some point, but thankfully, there are ways to keep them at bay. And no, I'm not talking about going under the knife. I'm talking about CO Skin Patches, our best kept beauty secret. They're medical grade silicone patches that combat fine lines and wrinkles overnight. That's right. These patches reduce the appearance of brow, smile, chest, hand, and even necklines in a matter of hours. They're sensitive skin approved, non-toxic, reusable, and even preventative against future wrinkles. In a recent consumer survey, 87% of participants reported experiencing smoother, softer, and more hydrated skin after just one use. See what all the fuss is about and try CO for yourself. Right now, they're running an extra special offer just for Work Party listeners. Enter code WORKPARTY at checkout to receive 20% off a single purchase or 20% off your first subscription when you subscribe for auto refill. My favorite part is that they can be integrated into any existing skincare routine. At nighttime, simply cleanse, let your skin dry, apply the CO patches, then follow with your creams and serums around the patches. In the AM, proceed with your morning skincare routine as normal once the patches have been removed. They're easy, fast-acting, and travel-friendly. Personally, I never travel without them. And don't forget, visit cobeauty.com, that's S-I-O-B-E-A-U-T-Y.com, and enter code WORKPARTY at checkout to receive 20% off your purchase or 20% off your first subscription when you subscribe for auto refill. Trust me, you won't regret it. Here at CNC, we're all about work hacks. So between planning events, recording podcasts, or prepping our next product launch, we're a busy team. So any tool that'll make our work lives easier, we're all ears. Enter Acuity Scheduling, your virtual scheduling assistant. From the moment clients book, Acuity steps in to send booking confirmations, deliver text reminders, process payments, and more. Gone are the days of the annoying, what time works for you email chain. With Acuity Scheduling, clients can view your availability in real time and book their own appointments, easily reschedule, and even pay online. Get notified anytime a new appointment is booked, check your schedule right from your phone, and even tell Acuity to automatically update the calendars you already use, like Google, Outlook, iCloud, or Office 365, keeping your entire life in sync. This automation tool helps your day-to-day -day run smoother so you can focus on more important items. And best of all, Acuity scheduling can adapt to any business. It can accommodate multiple locations and employees, class bookings, private sessions, add-on sales, and even recurring subscriptions. If you're losing control of your busy schedule, visit acuityscheduling.com slash workparty for a free 45-day trial 
of Acuity Scheduling. And the best part, no credit card is required. So go online now, and that's Acuity, A-C-U-I-T-Y, scheduling.com. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port, and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV, and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. All of this is happening. I think one of the things that's interesting is you kept working, right? So you had your other career going. So when did you make that transition to be full-time? <laughs> or are you still? <laughs> I just have to laugh because um, I have a friend. His name is Sam Fine. He's a makeup artist. I, I have a lot of friends, obviously, that are makeup artists. But, you know, as of as of even as recent as about a year ago, I would show up on set and he would just roll his eyes. He'd be like, bitch, what are you doing here? <laughs> Go home. Go home. Why are you here? I was like, I'm a makeup artist. Sam, what do you want me to do? I'm working. I'm with my client, Regina Hall. And he's like, girl, why are you working? If I was you, I'd be sitting at home (laughs) right now. I was like, I love working. So to answer your question, I don't get to work that often. Yeah. You know, um, running the business now is it's a huge business. It's, you know, a global business. And we've recently, you know, we've grown the tool business into probably 20 you know, 20 SKUs. And now, if not more, I mean, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there because my brain is, it's early. 20 only, plus. Uh, yeah, yeah, 20, 20 plus. plus I've only had one cup of coffee. <laughs> um, and then um, now we entered the color industry, which is makeup, actual makeup, which is actually what I do when people say, oh, do you, you're entering color. I'm like, yeah, remember I am a makeup artist. Um, so yeah, so it's requiring a lot more of my time. So I unfortunately don't get to work because um, the difference between a lot of the kind of spontaneous content that's made right now by makeup artists on social media, which I love, I'm not one of these people that, you know, I love the Insta artist, um, but they're very spontaneous. They, they can do things on their own schedule. When you are a makeup artist working in film and television, it's never your schedule. It's another schedule. So I can't really take a commitment of a Mm. job. It would not be fair to production for me to work on a job and have to be gone all the time. Uh, They for sure would fire me. Um, (laughs) I can just do like, you know, sometimes some stuff during award season. I can, if I can book far enough in advance, I can do um, some stuff. You're crazy. Yeah. But I, I love I it. Feel like if I could be part of running this global, but business. I do, I do have some clients that you know they did a movie. They know it's coming out at a certain time. Yeah. That's months in advance. So they'll call my agent Tracy Mattingly, and you know book me out months in advance, and I can keep those dates on my mm-hmm. schedule. So I, unless something really like I need to break the date comes up, I can keep those. But it's rare that you have yeah. someone that can work like three months in advance. So how big is the company now? Um, by what definition? Like how many employees? People, yeah. Oh, um, I have over a hundred. Yeah. Like a hundred, probably about 110. Amazing. So let's yeah. talk about your relationship. Yes. So while all of this is happening, you know, you're watching her, what's going through your head? Are you, you know, like seeing the transition, seeing her going through it, you know, and now obviously being part of the company, how did that all come about? And what have you guys learned from each other? Well, I don't mean to like, but I just need to say something about my amazing daughter she grew up on a set. She grew up in my trailer underneath the counter or at craft service or, you know, Start playing, pretty much pretty Start much craft young. service. <laughs> <laughs> playing with some of my stylist friends in the wardrobe trailer, you know, like she grew up. So there's there's a DNA, there's a synergy there. But go ahead, babe. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up watching my mom do makeup. And like she said, I grew up on set. And I remember when she started to develop Beauty Blender. And I was, I don't want to age either one of us. <laughs> hey, but I was really funny. young. I was really, really young. Um, <laughs> and I really didn't, to be honest, I didn't understand it. I just, I mean, I don't even think I was really wearing makeup at the time. And then when I did start wearing makeup, 
I was using my hands, even though we had a tool to use. And I was just like, I don't get it. I don't think I need it. She's rebellious. I am. I'm still to this day. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I think this is fine. Like, my hands are working out. And then I, I remember, I think, because, yeah, I really started to get more. And I think I was having skin issues. I, I had acne when I was um, in my teens. And so uh, I was like, well, maybe I should just try my mom's product. I love it. <laughs> Those teen years. Brutal. Yeah, brutal. Mean. Um, and I was so mean. I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> I love We're ma- having a breakthrough. <laughs> I, lo- I love maturity. So many realizations I get to hear. Um, I'll even share a story, too, because I remember my mom, and I know it hurt your feelings because I – Someone asked me, like, what I want to be when I grow up. And I told – and, like, they asked me if I wanted to be a makeup artist. And I said, I don't want to be a makeup artist. No way. And, like, my no – like, my – and now, like, understanding the scope of my mom's career and all the amazing, incredible things she's done. And even now, like, things coming up, like, movies that are now being remade, like, Friday and set it off, like – I'm like, wow, my mom did that. That's so cool. And at the time, I just didn't really understand. But (laughs) I remember I went on tour with Eve. We were doing this like European tour and I begged her to come with me. Like, I want to show you the world. And she was like, "Mm, no, I'm going to stay home. Oh, my God. So the very first night, I forget where we landed, but we were with Eminem. Mm -hmm. And I told him the story and he was like, yo, what's up with your daughter? Get her on the phone. Yeah, I need to talk to her. I was like, Why didn't I go? Right. I, like, I tried to tell you. Oh God, I yeah. sit in the T watching TRL. Yeah. <laughs> and she's in like Germany with Eminem. Uh, yeah, but I remember using the product and I was like, oh. And I actually I've had this moment recently again with one of our products, but I remember putting it on and I'm like, oh, it's so easy. Oh, my skin looks like skin. Oh, maybe my mom is right. Um, and so mom's I, always right, right? <laughs> Um, and so, but she's a mom now too, so she can. Have now you know. I got it. Yeah. And so I watched. You know, I watched her grow the company really out of our garage. We had an edit bay, which actually isn't even the garage. It was like this little editing space that uh, my stepdad he used to edit videos and all different types of things, and we would have all of our product in there. Um, can't believe all of that product was in there. You know. And my mom, like, well, it wasn't that much then. It I wasn't mean, much because we, cause we were only selling to, uh, you know, professional, um, professional uh, stores like Nigel's or Friends in LA. So uh, my mom would ask me, not ask me, demand me to package her products and really would make deals with me. Like if you want to if you want to go to your friend's birthday party, you need to assemble 50 beauty blenders. And so I always share the story. Bribery. Like I think technically I was like the first beauty blender assembler. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of like where it started for me um, is on the assembly side. Uh, and then, you know, I went away to college and my mom continued to grow to grow her company. And um, I came back and it was around the time that YouTube kind of started to take off. And we weren't on YouTube. We didn't really have a big social presence at all. And at the time, me and um, someone else that was working for the brand were like, we need to this is we need to grow this side of the business. And so we started creating content. And so me and him were really the ones that started to create Danny Rodriguez. Yeah, shout out to Danny. I love yeah, him. Yeah, I love him. Um, he really, we both together started to create our, our social presence. And because um, I really got into YouTube, I really got into like, you know, all the influencers and watching them do their makeup and, you know, I myself am a... She told me about Jeffree Star before Jeffree Star was Jeffree Star like we know him today. Well, I watched Jeffree Star. I knew about Jeffree Star on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's right. It was, oh my yeah, God. Back. Even, yeah. even when more. He was, when, he was, when he was a singer and like, all, like <laughs> yeah, and Crazy. doing makeup then too. Uh, so I think my journey kind of really started for Beauty Blender with me was obviously the beginning with uh, packaging, but really in social. Mm-hmm. And I lived in that space for a really long time. And... I loved it. And I still dabble in it in, now. Um, but as you know, social is a beast. Mm. And <laughs> Especially in the beauty industry. It's yeah. such a beast. It's so, it's just nonstop every day, all day, all day, all day. Um, and so now I work more so um, in our broadcast business. So I go on Home Shopping Network. I sell their product. Um, we do QVC. And I go around doing a lot of ed- um, education on our product around the world, really, and with my mom as well. So we've split the globe mm. because I can only be in one place at a time. So 
it's really like you've got to know for me as her mother, it's every day I wake up, even coming here today, driving here, like this is the most amazing thing to be able to do this with her, you know? So to, to think that she works for the brand and is able to go and tell my story and tell the story of the brand and spread it out, we're able to kind of divide and conquer the world. So a lot of times she'll be in Europe doing stuff. I'll be here doing stuff. It's just, it's so damn cool. Searching for the perfect gift is stressful, especially if you take your gift shopping as seriously as I do. The holiday season can be so overwhelming. Expectations can be high and you never want to disappoint. But do not worry, Dollar Shave Club is here to help. They're the brand that brings quality razors and grooming products to men and women around the country. And this holiday season, they've got an epic lineup of products that the men in your life will love and actually use. My go-to gifting product is the Ultimate Shave gift set. This set is incredible, and it includes a six-blade razor, four replacement cartridges, exfoliating scrub, yes, smooth skin, their customer favorite shave butter, and post-shave dew moisturizer. Literally everything you need for a close-cut, irritation-free shave. I've already bought one for my husband, David, and I know he's going to love it. Trust me, this one's a guaranteed hit. Check out Dollar Shave Club's holiday gift selection right now at dollarshaveclub.com slash workparty. Order before December 18th to arrive by the 24th for all you last minute shoppers and you will get free shipping. These gift sets are limited and they will sell out. Trust me, you do not want to sleep on this one. Once again, be sure to check out dollarshaveclub.com slash workparty. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash workparty. You guys, I am so proud of myself because I decided to not leave my holiday cards to the last minute this year for once. I ordered custom cards from Vistaprint. And let me tell you, the design process was so easy, so simple, and so quick. I used a collage of my favorite pictures from a vacation that my husband and I took to Spain and Paris earlier this year, chose a fun and festive design, And now we can share that unforgettable trip with all of our friends and family and give them major FOMO. No matter where you'll be spending your holidays this year, whether it's skiing, sitting on a beach, or cuddled up at home with your favorite furry friends, nothing spreads holiday joy like custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And guess what? You can design your own in just minutes like I did. Simply select a card, card shape, design, upload your photos, choose your quantity, and you're all set. It is truly that easy. So what are you waiting for? Satisfaction is 100% guaranteed, or they'll make it right either by reprinting your order or issuing a refund. You really cannot go wrong. So this season, make more merry at vistaprint.com. That's V-I-S-T-A-P-R-I-N-T.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and photo calendars. Plus, great deals on photo gifts at vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code WORK50. That's vistaprint.com promo code WORK50. This offer expires January 5th, so hop to it. So I want to talk about some of the difficulties of being business owners. So things like seeing copycat products come out. Um, It's something we talk a lot about on the show because it's something that everyone has to deal with, especially in the social world where everything's so accessible and, you know, fast fashion and all these different kind of things. So how do you guys deal with that, knowing that you were in your garage, blood, sweat, and tears, building this product, like four years in the making. That people didn't really believe in or know what to do with right away. People said no to. So that was a lot of work to, to, a lot of words, a lot of words, Mm. a lot of talking to get people to understand what Beauty Blender was. And you mentioned patenting and, you know, I'm sure trademarking and all those different things. So can you talk us through that whole experience? Yeah. Well, Erica is, you know, she's like one of my, my police and investigators. So <laughs> I, I will, I'm always like, mom, did you see this? I know. She will always <laughs> like in my be, travels in the airport. I'm like taking what pictures. I'm like, what is She this? will always be so offended. Okay. <laughs> now. Okay. So early on in my travel, still working as a makeup artist and trying to get beauty blender on, on the, um, on the mark somewhere. I did a lot of reading, you know, again, I hate to tell you folks, I'm old airplanes. Not all of them had TVs. You are TVs. not old, mom. I know. Thank you, honey. 
<laughs> a lot of them had, you know, no TVs, no dish satellites. So I would read. I was a voracious reader. And one of the books that I read about business, because I realized really soon that I was a makeup artist that needed to know about business, but I wasn't going to go to business school. Right. Um, this one book that a stylist that I was on a shoot with one day showed me, it was so interesting. It was called The 22 Immutable Laws of Branding. So I will never forget the name of that book. I read the book and it had a whole section dedicated to, um, you know, being flattered by being copied, to not always look at being copied as a, a bad thing or, you know, a, a negative. And for me, that book really helped shift my mindset that and, and at the time, of course, nobody was copying me. I hadn't even made the product. Didn't exist, yeah. But it was preparation for what was to come. And um, there was a story about, you know, IBM versus Xerox. And there was a story about Coke versus Pepsi. Kleenex versus, I don't know, Puffs. Um, and really, the story is about being alone in a category. You can't grow when you're alone in a category. A category is created, but then you need... You know, if you're like we are the category creators, we stand at the top line. We created this category and everything else will fall below. What my job is, is to keep the public and the consumer aware of us being the category creator and being the original and always making sure that we talk about ourselves and we represent ourselves and we continue to create quality that creates that category for others to live in. And then the good thing about it is that because we have that prominent position, we have the opportunity to always explain why we're better than the cheaper, lower, whatever that is below you. And so that whole concept is what kept me sane because it is, it's like, uh, you know, I don't know, your husband or your partner cheating on you. Yeah. Like, you, you know, when you first find out that there's another woman, you're like, <gasps> like, you're, I'm so offended. Like, how could you, you know, I, by the way, I don't keep this philosophy with my man. He better not cheat on <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm liking it to something everybody can relate to. Hof hopefully not, but I think yeah. it's just human nature. But, you know, it's kind of like that whole discovery that there's somebody out there other than yourself that's mm. getting love. And then there's somebody, out, you know, it's like shocking. Mm. And it was poor Erica. It was shocking for her because at this point she's invested, right? Of she's course. like, oh my God, well, what I'm, is going I'm on? I'm protective. I'm possessive of my mother. And <laughs> yeah. I've seen her build this brand from the ground up and the blood, sweat and tears and the time away from us and our family. Yeah. And, you know, I have a brother too. And so I, I've seen the sacrifices that yeah. she's made. And I've seen just how easily some of these brands come in and just create something. Well, they only come in. And that's why, you know, I tell people it's like, it, it's the hugest compliment, right? What, what is the saying? Sincerest uh, form of flattery. Yeah. yeah. Imitation it's, is the most sincere form of flattery. I never really knew what that meant until mm. Beauty Blender. You know, of course, it's an old saying and you, you know, you use it sometimes to deflect your hurt feelings when you think that way. But it really is true. And, uh, you know, if Beauty Blender wasn't creating a market, it's not just being in the category, right? Being the category creator is one thing, but you have to create revenue for a company. And then another company has to recognize that you're creating revenue because they want to steal part of your market share. So, or they want to piggyback off of it. So it wasn't until the copycats came out that I started realizing, well, wow, I must really be doing something. So exactly. You know. I think that's incredible. Advice. But then I had to come to terms with the fact that my first knockoff was made by another makeup artist. Like, really, bitch, can't you create your own shit? Like, <laughs> really? Like, you're no, just going to. Sure. <laughs> that's some real talk. I get it. Yeah. That's real it's... talk. I was, you know, I, I was all good with the like, OK, I'm doing something. But then it was like, really, you can't just find you. You're a talented person. Come up with your own stuff. Mm hmm. So anyway, yeah, that's another that's another podcast. Totally. <laughs> but I think the way you framed it up as like you're the category creator, you're the industry leader. I am the prize. One of um, my friends told me this saying that I always thought was so great was that, you know, racehorses race with blinders on. You have to just be focused on your own yes, product and what absolutely. you're doing. Um, so we're going to end with some rapid fire questions for both of you. Um, what is your biggest lesson learned from your mom? Patience. Mm. 
you can see, like, I'm I'm a reactive type of person. <laughs> I've learned a lot watching her as a become um, a business owner and a, a CEO and a leader. She leads people in such an amazing way. A lot of people own businesses, but they're not leaders. My mm. mom is really she's a she's a born leader, and to see oh, her, thank you, honey. Yeah, to see her, like you know, there's been times in our brand where things have kind of blown up, and gets we get scared, and to watch how she navigates and gets everyone in line and you know, leads the pack is is something that I I, I, I watch closely. Waterworks, <laughs> oh they're starting. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's, she's a Libra, so she's balanced. Mm. I'm a Scorpio. No, I'm trying to find balance. No, but you are pretty time. balanced, though. And I'm a Scorpio, so I'm a little feisty. Yeah. So, <laughs> she's spicy. It's a good combo. <laughs> she's Mexican and, and African-American. She is spicy. <laughs> what is the biggest lesson you've learned from your daughter? Patience. The same, the same lesson. Erica is my teacher. You know, when you, you know, I was a single parent with her and, uh, you know, she, she does have a father and he is in her life, but we weren't together. And, um, you know, and he, he played in the NFL. He was busy all the time away doing his own thing. And so, you know, raising her essentially on my own, and um, having a feisty, spicy daughter mm-hmm. that doesn't always listen to you and has her own ideas and very independent, I knew was going to either be a really good thing for her or not. But <laughs> either way was going to be very difficult for me. So I, you know, I, I bit my tongue. I took a lot of breaths and I just tried to sit and, you know, let her do her thing. Um, and I think that kind of discipline combined with that same temperament I needed in my makeup career too, because when you work with celebrities and directors, there is above the line, below the line personalities. Mm -hmm. And I was below the line. You always, you know, you can see shit happening, but you can't really say anything. You got to just sit back and ride the wave because they want to do it their way. Same with raising kids, Mm. you know, but she's super smart. She's gorgeous. She knows the brand and she is like, I, I laugh and I joke with my friends. I was like, I couldn't have given birth to a better, like people try to find faces of their brand and they go to celebrities and they go to influencers. Like I just like gave birth. (laughs) I mean, how good is that? Uh, That worked out real well. It worked out really well. From the assembly line to HSN. (laughs) Let me tell you. Karma's real because I have a very feisty daughter. Ooh, yes, <laughs> honey. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what goes around comes around. Very yeah. sweet, but very stubborn. Yeah. But hopefully she goes to Germany or wherever you're going and doing all these amazing things and she doesn't say oh no. Oh my God, she's a globe trotter. <laughs> she's it. been all over the world already. She's so smart. I mean, people are so different now. I mean, even raising uh, Erica in a pre-social media world, which, you know, she was, you know, the first part of her life and then now and to see this child come into the world already four years old savvy with the phone savvy with the computers I mean just like it's so crazy I I give my phone to her sometimes like can you figure this out (laughs) like you know it's funny Uh, okay final question both of you Mm. the best piece of business advice you've ever received in looking back maybe um for me the best piece of business advice for somebody starting out would be to uh, every day you the big steps that you make towards your goals aren't always big steps sometimes they're little steps and to make sure that you don't get distracted or distraught or disappointed that you, if you have a dream that you're passionate about and you have something that you know will make a difference for you, your family, whatever your motivation is, you have to keep working towards that every day. And I know that sounds so stupid. Like, of course, if you stop, you're not going to have a business. But life is full and we get so distracted and emotionally, you know, caught up in daily activities that, you know, a week or two weeks can go by and you haven't done anything to follow through with your dream. So I always tell people, especially because you got to know it's makeup artists and hairdressers that come to me and say, Rianne, how did you do this? I need help. I've got a great idea. And it's like, okay, what are you doing every day? I mean, I'm a list maker and 
you need to make a list and every day you check things off that list and the list continues to grow. You keep checking it, but that list is going to be your footstep moving forward. So that's really important to me that people don't get distracted by life. You have to live this duality, mm-hmm. you, you know, especially for someone like myself, creative, like you have your creative work you have to be doing, but this is like your linear work. You have to do this every single day to move forward. So I would say that's like one of the most important things. And also uh, make sure you have good credit, you know, <laughs> yes, and no, it, that's for hard sure. for, for, for creatives too, because we, you know, we're impulsive people mm-hmm. and there's no um, impulse in planning, like. Planning is planning. It's not impulse. Absolutely. So, um, someone said recently at one of our um, events, it's not about the idea. It's about the execution. Yes. And and life is in the journey of that, mm-hmm. too. You know, some of my friends that try to, you know, that, that are still today successful creating products. I'm not talking about the ones that try or, you know, they forget to enjoy the journey of yeah. it because, the goal, when you when you first think of a product, you have this big golden sun-like goal that you think is going to be your proof of success. But you will hit those goals over and over again and not feel successful unless you enjoy the journey getting there. That's where the success is. And that's where the, the life is and the stories and the fun and the learning and everything. You know, we all set goals and we get so disappointed if we don't get to that goal. But it's then enjoy this journey and try to just push the, the travel there, you know, mm-hmm. is, is the great part of it. Absolutely. I mean, how lucky am I to have her as my mom? I'm I mean, dying I, just, I, over listen, here. I listen to her all the time and I'm just like sit in silence and I'm just staring. <laughs> you know, I'm like, mom, can you be my mom? Uh, um, I, I think one of the things that actually my grandfather told my mother and my mother has shared before too, and now I really live by too, is to never make a decision when you're confused. That, you know, it could. People will push you. It, mm. it, it push you and things can wait. And because I can be impulsive, that's something I've really had to learn. And I'm still learning in all aspects of my life and work and personal, all types of things. But that's one thing that um, I feel is really, really important Um, because you can be reactive. You can move in fear, especially in this industry, because everything's changing and we're a part of cancel culture and there's so many moving parts That's a whole other episode guys. <laughs> I mean remaining remaining positive and mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. remaining kind and treating people the way you want to be treated is so important for no other reason than if you don't believe in whatever that person is in front of you just it's karma and I believe in karma so much I believe what you put out in the universe you will get back so and and it usually comes at the most unopportune time mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, keeping it simple too. Mm. keeping things simple. We can tend to think that success is complicated and business is complicated and it is. But if you just keep things simple, it's going to be so much easier to manage. Well, thank you guys so much. Such an inspiration and such a great story. And thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. It was really fun. Thanks. Have you bought your copy of Work Party the Book? Part career manifesto, part practical business advice, Work Party the Book is everything I wish I knew during my early years as an entrepreneur. The ups, the downs, the things I learned, and the women that helped me to make it happen. Just like in our podcast, Work Party the Book does not shy away from the nitty-gritty details you need to know. If you hope to start your own business or become the HBIC at your current gig, we're here to help you out. Available in hardcover and audiobook on Amazon, also on iBooks at Target and your local bookstore. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Work Party, the podcast. If you felt inspired and learned something new, let us know in a review on iTunes and check us out on social at Work Party. For every episode, we have downloadable resources available on workparty.com. So you can put these tips and tools into action for your own business. Thanks again for listening. And as always, work hard, party on.